You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello, Cosmic Pizza Podcast, the show of all sorts that sorts all by serving up a slice of life. What is your order, please? Uh huh. I see. The special it is. Be there to deliver ASAP. Cosmic Pizza Podcast Special Delivery. Hello and welcome to your special delivery of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. I'm Paul from the UK and today with me is... Dan in the UK. And Sean in snowy Canada. And unfortunately this week we do not have Kelsey, uh, Casey with us. Uh, oh, she, Kelsey? I don't know who Kelsey, Kelsey. is. Yeah. Kelsey Grammer. We were going to have <laughs> Frazier on the, on the podcast. It just pulled out the last minute. His PR team told us not to do it. That's fine. He yeah, was going to do it. all about toss salad and scrambled eggs and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But... Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know why. I don't. Maybe, it's, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe we should do a recipe episode. <gasps> that's what a, a good idea. idea. What, a, what a segue! It's like oh. you planned that, didn't you? You planned saying Kelsey. You knew. You, you, you know, you know me and Sean. We, we there are no plans whatsoever at all. <laughs> no, we this is well, this. This is well scripted and been rehearsed for weeks. Exactly. That's why it only comes out once a month. You see, it takes us that long to, to rehearse, to get the the, the <laughs> timing right, and this, oh yeah, high quality programming for all you people oh, yeah. there in podcast land. Absolutely. Uh, so yes, yeah, so today we will be uh, talking about uh, recipes, our favorite recipes uh, that we like to cook, eat, or whatever. Um, now, although um, uh, before we do that, I should say uh, we do have a little bit of. Uh, feedback what what uh, people listen people listen yeah. to this <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know about that but yeah it's certainly somebody's written, written in it can only uh, and be it, german it, or bill lamond it is in fact a uh, bill lamond um hey. who has who is uh, our highest um rated uh, listener because he sends in so much feedback uh it's really good to listen uh, listen to it Oh, yes. It and read it. Uh, so I will uh, quickly read this out. This is about our previous episode. Uh, previous episode? Oh, one of them anyway. Episode. Yeah, what the one else? about Robin Hood, which was the one before that. <laughs> so, um, so he says, Hi, Paul, Dan, and Sean. I can't think of any version of Robin Hood that I haven't enjoyed. And I recall versions with Errol Flynn, Sean Connery, Robin and Marion, which uh, he loved, and uh, even though it was sad, Mel Brooks as Friar Tuckman. In Men in Tights, Kevin Costner watched more for Morgan Freeman. Uh, Taron Edgerton, he was good, still watched more for Jamie Foxx. Uh, the Disney cartoon version and the, the Peter Capaldi as the Doctor episode of Doctor Who. Uh, especially loved the fail scene in the jail cell when the Doctor and Robin kicked these keys down a hole. I haven't seen that, but I can imagine that scene. And I'm sure there are others I just can't recall because of my 99th percentile ADD. Anyway, had fun listening to this episode, and thanks. I am subscribed. I just seldom, I'm just seldom home where I can write to you 
with an episode fresh in mind. Stay safe, Bill Lamont. Brilliant, Bill. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for uh, listing all those out and uh, telling you why you like those in particular. Um, <laughs> the Taron Edgerton version, I haven't seen. It was actually on TV the other day, and I just caught about a two-minute clip of it, and I thought, I don't really like this. It's not. It didn't feel right. He was addressing a crowd. He was obviously um, in the um, on the Crusades, and he was in, in the Moors section, or what I, w- I would assume, mm-hmm. having not seen it. Um, so it just didn't feel right somehow. I think he's too good an actor, or or or, or uh, whatever for that sort of thing, and it mm. just didn't seem didn't seem right somehow. Mm. But I didn't see it. Yeah. So yeah, thanks, Bill, for that. And we do have another email. What? Ooh, what two? <laughs> it's actually from Casey. Uh, hey, apologising for not being able to uh, to make it uh, this week, but has said I'm not sure about recipes, but my three favourite courses would be fresh mussels in saffron sauce, followed by a medium rare fillet steak with a thick peppercorn red wine sauce with tomatoes and thick chips or fries, if you like. Uh, lots of salt. Uh, ending with a lemon cheesecake and a glass of Rioja Blanco. And he says, okay. I'm making myself hungry. Have fun tonight and speak soon. Oh, very nice. So, there you go. Yes, uh, Casey's doing a, a, a bit of extra work. She's gone back to school to do some extra stuff. So, uh, yep, she's uh, lo- looking at trying to get a master's degree. So uh, That girl does it all. This is incredible. With a family as well and a job. Uh, amazing that she can... And award-winning podcasts. Exactly. Incredible. Supergirl. So there you go. So that's what we're going to do today. We are going to talk about our favorite recipes or, or if you like, if you want to, you can also throw in your favorite meal of a, in a restaurant or whatever you'd like to eat. So uh, so I think what we need to do is, uh, because we're a little pushed for time because Dan has to shoot off at some point, so we'll get Dan yes, to do please. his favorite recipe. And also, if you want to throw in your favorite meal, you would have at a restaurant as well, um, Dan. That would be good. Mm, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I was sort of trying to think. So we're doing three courses. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to do starter, main, and then a dessert. So I was always wondering, like, should I make something that's complimentary or should I just pick my favourite? So it's a real difficult one to try and pin down. Uh, there's loads of different meals I love to make, and there's ones that I love to have in restaurants. So the one for the restaurant, uh, the main meal, I'll start with that actually, uh, is always a carbonara. It's basic. It's really simple. You just got your spaghetti. You got your sort of your eggs into the sauce and all that sort of stuff. It's a little bit of ham. It's a little bit of bacon. You know, put it in there. It's sweet. It's simple. It's nice. But I'm terrible at making it. I can never make it as good as I have it in a restaurant. It's either out of a jar or it just feels I don't know. Just nothing's quite right. So I wish I knew how to make that. So the one that I've been able to have at a restaurant and been able to make at home was the kind of criteria. The ones I love to make at home, which I've never had at a restaurant, are a salmon chowder, which is kind of like this lovely stew. And I know that I've shared the recipe with Paul a couple of times where it's yeah. like you just chuck the fish in after you've made all of the, the sauce, the cheesy sauce, and you can chuck in all your veg, your leek and sweet corn and stuff. And then you just chuck in whatever fish you like at the time, normally salmon, but it could be cod or anything like that. And it just warms through in the sauce. And it just sits there and stews in its own juices for like 20 minutes and then it's just this lovely winter warmer but it's terrible to have in the summer so it's something i can't have all the time all the year round so the thing that i absolutely love to make and i need to sort of somehow get uh the proper dish back um is actually going to be a paella or paella however you like to say it um but it's a, a um surf and turf so it's a little bit of 
uh, sausage and chicken, and it's a little bit of seafood as well. So seafood is what I'm going to go for throughout the whole thing. So I'm going to start with my starter that kind of goes into it. Now, I'm a child of the 80s, but I grew up with parents who learned how to cater in the 70s. <laughs> and I have got fond childhood memories of a prawn cocktail. Whenever we had starter, we had a prawn cocktail. Sean's looking at me like, what the hell is this? <laughs> sounds, <laughs> it never... sounds like shrimp and I can't stand yeah. shrimp. <laughs> ah, you see, that's it. I grew up on that. So it's um, we used to have these wonderful glass um, uh, goblets um, that are like a little glass um, sort of bowl. And you would be- put a bed of uh, iceberg lettuce at the bottom and then you would fill it with the seafood sauce, this pink sauce on top. And then... Um, you would have uh, cucumber all sliced up and then on top of that, some shrimps. And it just dipped the shrimps into the sauce uh, and that would be your starter and it would set you up really nicely. And then any seafood sauce that was left over, I'm sorry, Paul, you would then have in mashed potato Ooh. afterwards as your leftovers. <laughs> you whip it all up into one mashed potato and seafood sauce. Oh, it's gorgeous. Um, but that would be my starter. Going into the paella so uh it takes about two hours to cook the whole thing because you've got to cook the meat first then you've got to add all the sauces then you add all the spices you get your saffron and everything like that and then you just throw everything in at the last minute and then boil it all up together to- for 20 minutes and it just it reduces down to this lovely little sauce at the end and you just pile it out it's great in the summer it's great in the winter it's my favorite thing to cook so that would be my big dinner but as far as a pudding, um, it's something that you can make at home. It's something you can have in a restaurant. And I've never had a disappointing experience with one. It's a Knickerbocker glory or it's <laughs> or sorry, my my youngest son is just here. And obviously the listeners don't know he's here, but he's just making faces at Paul and Sean. Um, it's a Knickerbocker glory or it's an ice cream sundae. It's whatever you want to call it. But it's a mix of ice cream, fudge, sweets, marshmallows, everything all thrown together maybe a little bit of chocolate sauce or maybe some honey uh, or golden syrup and that would be the end that would be the pudding as well and then wash it all down with whatever your favorite tipple is of course as well and with all that food in you you shouldn't get too drunk too quickly so that is my perfect dinner very wow. good and what would your son's favorite food be so zachary we're talking about favorite things what would be your favorite dinner Favorite dinner? What is it? Do you not know? Roast. A roast. Ooh, Ooh you like yeah. so? So you like roast potatoes? Yeah. Roast beef. And roast beef or roast chicken or roast lamb or pork. What would you prefer? Chicken. Chicken. Roast chicken. Nice. What about veg? What's your favorite veg? What's the veggies that you like? orange ones arrots and broccoli arrots and broccoli many little trees absolutely yeah they're liking the choices it's all good how old old is this young man (laughs) how old are you five five wow you've been you've tried a a roast at uh, school as part of the school dinners program and ever since it has to be a roast now every sunday we have to have a roast oh yeah we're getting sick of it but he loves it (laughs) Oh no, we we always every Sunday we have a roast. We have all our family around and we have a, a, a roast meal. And chicken is my favourite as well. So chicken. Oh, Paul's favourite is chicken as well. Yeah. There we go. Mm. 
So see if you can listen to us. There we are. You here? Right. Hello, Zachary. How are you? All good? Yeah, excellent. I love chicken as well. Roast chicken is my favorite roast as well. With broccoli. I like broccoli as well. But I like cabbage. I like cabbage with mine as well. And roast potatoes. Mm. And stuffing. You always have to have stuffing as well. Oh, yeah, stuffing. You like the stuffing, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. We've been trying different types. Ooh. (laughs) And Yorkshire puds. Oh, Yorkshire puds. Good old Yorkshire pud. Yeah. Love it. You make your own little mini roast, don't you, in your Yorkshire puds? (laughs) Excellent. Right. I better hand over to you guys just in case. So who's next? Well, I can go go next, I guess. I... uh... Maybe I didn't understand the assignment because uh, <laughs> I didn't know all the meals were supposed to be uh, complementary to each other. And I thought oh, we were no, supposed it to have to be no. Supposed to have recipes as well because I've got recipes. I've got recipes for you guys. Excellent. Okay. Uh, I guess if uh, if I'm going to a restaurant, my go-to meal though is usually uh, buffalo chicken strips mm-hmm. with blue cheese dressing because it's pretty hard to screw that up at a restaurant. Yeah. If mm-hmm. I'm if I'm not gonna go for the standard uh, bacon cheeseburger, it, it's gonna be chicken strips with blue cheese dressing because I just love it. Mm, nice. If I'm gonna have a meal made for me, it's going to be cabbage rolls because oh. that was my mom's standard uh, meal, and it's hard to get good cabbage rolls because everybody makes them differently. Mm-hmm. But and I, I I don't know how to make them myself, so nope. But one thing that Leah and I have recently discovered, we went to uh, Disney World back in September, and one of the meals that they had uh, outside of one of the kiosks or something was, let me just pull it up here, it's a Disney cheeseburger spring roll. Oh, the spring rolls. Oh, it is absolutely amazing. We've made it a few times now, and... Uh, it says here, cheeseburger spring rolls are delicious and easy to make for a quick lunch, dinner, or a satisfying snack. Made with ground beef, cheddar cheese, and spring roll wrappers, this dish is indulgent and delicious. Uh, so the ingredients that we need are one pound of ground beef, half a chopped onion, six ounces of Velveeta cheese, half a cup of dill pickle relish, two tablespoons of yellow mustard, five it doesn't say what, uh, maybe s- squirts of Worcester, Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> yeah, nobody can say that. Worcester sauce, uh, eight reg- egg roll wrappers, and one cup of vegetable oil for frying. So what you do is you take all this stuff, you mix it all up, you, you fry it, you, and then after it cools a little bit, you take your wonton wrappers or your egg roll wrappers, you scoop the stuff in, you fold it, each end like a wrapping present like you're wrapping up a present and then you let it sit for a bit and then you put it in the oil let it fry oh and it is delicious i don't know about the Velveeta cheese i don't think we use that i think we just use regular cheddar cheese mm-hmm. put that Very in good. there put pickles in there put the mustard in there it is fantastic i think we make ours even better than what they do at disney and cheaper too because disney is quite expensive yeah, that sounds great. Oh, it's it's fantastic. Yep. So we've made that a few times now since we've uh, discovered it. Uh, love that. Um, now, like I said, I didn't understand the recipe. It's just meals that we make. And here's one that I have. It's a it's a standard recipe that I use. Uh, it's not fancy. It's 
hearty though if you're if you're hungry it's uh it's it's good and i don't even know what it's called but i've got the recipe here and i guess it's like a hash brown casserole so you take a bag of thawed hash browns a cup of sour cream a can of uh, mushroom soup one chopped onion half a cup of melted butter grated cheese and crushed cornflakes you preheat your oven at 350 you mix all the stuff together the hash browns the sour cream the this the mushroom soup the onions and the butter and a little bit of grated cheese and then you put that in your casserole dish uh you covered it with all the grated cheese and a layer of cornflakes that are crushed and you bake that for about 35 to 45 minutes and if you're feeling fancy you can uh cook and chop some bacon and put that in there as well well, it has to have bacon. It's got to have bacon, <laughs> and it's it's just a recipe that I came across. It's it's not fancy, but if you're if you're looking for something that just fills you up, and uh, it's a cold night, that's perfect. Yeah, very nice. Good hearty food. Yeah, it, hearty because sometimes you just need that after a long day's worth of work. Uh, and then I, I've been listening to uh, the rest is history, and I've been learning a lot about Britishisms because. Uh, the two guys are British, the hosts of this history podcast. And today uh, they were talking about uh, how the British people really like the roast beef. And all desserts are called puddings, whether it's a pudding or not. Yeah. Is that true? That is true. Yes. It annoys me as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Pudding. Cake is not a pudding. No, that's exactly right. black pudding. And and they were talking about uh, something about beef and liberty. I guess that's one of your mottos over there. I've not heard that one. Yeah, I've not heard that one. I use it all the time. 100%. It's always beef and liberty. Beef Beef and and liberty. liberty. Every single day. The the, the beef eaters. But uh, anyway, uh, for my pudding or dessert, I've got uh, banana nut bread, Mm. which is something my mom used to make all the time. And basically, Mm, it's just banana bread with walnuts in it. Uh, So... Anybody who needs a recipe, it's half a cup of shortening, one cup of white sugar, two beaten eggs, two cups of sifted all-purpose flour, uh, half a teaspoon of salt, half a cup of sour milk. And to make sour milk, you put two two teaspoons of lemon juice in it. Uh, You get a uh, cup of mashed banana, basically two or three bananas, and you mash them up, Uh, three quarters of a cup of chopped nuts, and you one teaspoon of baking powder and then you uh, sift all your dry ingredients together you cream the shortening and the sugar then you add the eggs then you mix in the sifted dry ingredients and alternating with mashed bananas and milk and then you add your nuts you pour into a well-greased lightly floured pan and you bake at 350 for an hour or until it's done very nice that and it's fantastic cool. yeah uh, mom used to make that all the time and i've got her recipe right here actually and I've made it a few times. Only once did it ever taste like hers. Oh, wow. But, yeah. That's always the way, though, isn't it? You, you mm-hmm. can, even though you've got exactly the right recipe, it, it's cooked totally differently by two it different is. people. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know what the difference is, but uh, yeah, one of my favorites. I was, and what we'll do as well, uh, what I should have said at the beginning of the show, is, is all of these recipes we'll put onto our Facebook page. Uh, and if anybody wants to go along and have a look at them, they can. They can look at them, download them, and try them out and see what they think. Uh, if you don't do Facebook or you don't know where our Facebook page is, if you want to email us at the uh, sorry at cosmicpizzapodcast at gmail dot com um, and ask for the recipes, we can email them out to you. So there you go. Yeah, but before we get into that, let's play a promo for another podcast right here on the ESO Network. 
Drew Leiter here, inviting you to join Cletus Jacobs and I every week as we dive deeper into the dawn of DC. We review DC Comics, television, movies, and more. We're excited to finish the final season of Doom Patrol, return to Sweet Tooth for its second season, and check out the Netflix series Bodies. Get all your DC news on the Earth Station DCU podcast, part of the ESO Network. Excellent, and we're back. So, my turn. So, my uh, favorite soup. What was it? What, what's your What's your favorite soup, uh, Sean? Uh, hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite soup. Soup is not something that I eat too often. But I guess maybe Italian wedding soup. Oh, oh, Ooh, I heard of that one. That. So, yeah. You've never heard of that? Soup. No. Oh no. Um, it's it's got little tiny meatballs. It's got some kind of green something or other like <laughs> lettuce or kale or I don't, even, I don't know what it is and then it's got these little round white balls that almost look like fish eggs or what you would have in tapioca pudding oh, i don't know it's just called italian wedding soup and it's right. it's pretty delicious okay and okay uh dan uh, and zachary as well uh what are your favorite soups yeah. right what's your favorite soup spaghetti hoops Spaghetti hoop soup. Spaghetti hoop soup. Yeah. That sounds good. Yes. Spaghetti hoop soups. <laughs> Yummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm I'm a mushroom soup kind of guy. I do like my mushroom soups. There you go. Mush- chicken or mushroom, but mostly mushroom. That's the one yeah, oh, mushroom soup used to be my go-to as well. What's another one? Broccoli soup. Broccoli, Broccoli soup? soup. Ooh. They had that at is school. It, no. Is that is that just broccoli soup? Also or- carrot soup. Oh, carrot mm. soup. Carrots mm. and coriander is really nice. And also broccoli with mm. potato is very nice. Broccoli and potato and soup. Broccoli and carrot soup. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah, that would be Cream of celery is the worst soup. Oh, I was going to say, Ooh. I really like that one. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, Dan, yeah, my favorite soup is mushroom soup. And chicken is a very close second, mm. especially if you've got a cold or if you're feeling a bit down or whatever. Chicken soup is fantastic. Mm. Mushroom soup. That is my all-time favorite. And I've, uh, the recipe I have here... Um, produces exactly the same tasting soup as um, there are other avail- available uh, br- brands, but yeah, the cream of mushroom that you get in uh, Heinz mm. or something like that. Uh, so you basically take uh, one onion, uh, 275 grams of mushrooms, uh, two tablespoons of butter, three tablespoons of plain flour, uh, 900 ml of chicken stock, which is about five OXO cubes in the UK, 300 ml of double cream, and you can scale that, so you can either double it or halve it or whatever, and it all works. And, then, and what you do is you take the onion, you peel it and dice it into small pe- small pieces. In a large saucepan, you melt the butter and fry the onions on a medium heat for about five minutes or until they're soft or translucent. Uh, add the mushrooms and cook for a couple of minutes until slightly soft. Then sprinkle some flour over them and uh, stir, stir the mushrooms so they become all sort of sticky with the flour. Um, and that sort of then becomes into a thick paste sort of consistency. And then you add the stock. Now, just a little at a time and keep stirring it so that it, it uh, thickens up the, uh, the the stock. So you get a slightly thick uh, liquid. And then you uh, add the cream and then you bring to a boil and then you keep stirring it all the time. And as soon as it's got to the boiling, you stop. And you take it off the heat and then you can either serve it straight away or you can... You can, um, uh, the best thing to do, if you want to freeze it, you can, but it's best to freeze it without the cream and then warm it up and add the cream 
when you're ready to eat it the second time. Um, if you're using a, a chicken stock, you don't have to add any salt because the stock is quite salty by itself anyway. Uh, so uh, that with a good piece of crusty bread and some butter, and that's it. Really, really nice soup. We make that on Christmas uh, Day. We, we, we'll make it the day before, and then we'll warm it up on Christmas Day, and we'll have that as our starter for our for our Christmas meal. Or sometimes yeah. in the winter when you know when we, we, you can also take it to work. You can you can you can freeze it um, as a as a whole thing uh, with the cream, but you need to use it quickly, sort of within the same week. And if you freeze it into the mug that you are that you want to take it somewhere in. So if you've got a sealable mug, you can take it into work and then you can microwave it at work, defrost it and microwave it at work, and then you could eat it with a piece of bread at work. And that's what that's another thing that me and my wife do. Sounds perfect. Mm. Very quick, simple mushroom soup. The main course uh, that I would make, and I'm actually making this tomorrow. We are having uh, Dr. Martin Heal, who we had on our um, uh, podcast a couple of episodes ago on the Robin Hood podcast. Um, he's coming around with his uh, fiance, as it is now. He's just got engaged. Oh, nice. uh, similar to Sean, there, he's, he's got uh, he's got a proper head screwed on on him now. So he's, he's uh, got a nice young lady that he's uh, engaged to. So they're going to come yeah. around, and they're, they're uh, they've just come back from Canada. Actually, they've been over in Montreal, uh, and they didn't come here and visit me like you did. No, they didn't. No, it's a shame. How but rude! It was very rude. I'll, I'll so uh, when you when you come over next year, Sean, you'll have to have a word with them and say. I, I certainly will, and I guess we haven't announced on the podcast that I recently got engaged, have we? Oh, on this podcast, maybe not. No, I, I I mentioned it on the Soul Forge podcast, but not on Cosmic Pizza. Mm. So yes. go on them. So tell us the details and how were the details? The details. Uh, well, uh, Leanne and I are getting married on your birthday next year in Vegas. Uh, we got engaged during our Disney trip because she, she wanted to be proposed to in front of Cinderella's castle. So I planned that out and did that. Uh, and we only announced it. What's today? Today is December 7th, the day to live in infamy. Who knows when this will actually come out? But uh, we announced it this week on Facebook because we finally got the ring in. It was a 10-week saga of uh, just a disaster. Mm. But if you listen to episode 308 of the Soulforge podcast, you'll hear more. Yeah, absolutely. I listened to that and I thought it's it's, it's hard going yeah. just to get engaged. Oh, yeah. yeah. To go through that. Curtain yeah. would have been better. Just get one of them. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, um, as we were saying, yeah. So, uh, Martin and his fiance are coming around tomorrow evening. We're having a meal. So, I'm cooking a roast leg of lamb. Oh. Now, uh, with this, you take a, a large, either a five pound or two and a half kilogram leg of lamb. Um, you take, you get one garlic uh, bulb, uh, a bunch of rosemary, uh, some vegetable oil, two carrots cut into large chunks, one onion cut into quarters, a glass of red wine, about 150 ml, um, and about 1.2 litres of beef or lamb stock. Uh, if you want the recipe, I will convert that into fluid ounces or cups or whatever we need to do. So the method. The first job is to stud the lamb with the garlic and rosemary. So you take a sharp pointed knife and make at least 30 small incisions over the meat. Hmm. You peel four garlic cloves and thinly slice them and prod a slice into each incision that you've made in the leg of lamb. Then you pull a small sprigs of rosemary and push those into the same incisions as well. Uh, if done in advance, then you'd need to cover it and you can put it in the fridge for a while. Um, 
And then one hour before uh, you're going to cook it, you take it out the, out of the fridge and it's it's ready to go. Uh, you heat the oven to uh, 190, which or 170 if you have a fan-assisted oven, which is probably about right. So it's around about 350 off the top of my head uh, Fahrenheit. Heat a large frying pan and add the oil and brown the leg of lamb all over, which is a hard thing to do with a big leg of lamb, so you're going to need a big frying pan. And it's a pain in the backside, to be honest. It's spitting everywhere. And, but basically, you're sealing the joint and giving it a bit of colour. Once you've done that, you scatter the carrots and the onions. Remember, they're largely uh, chopped up. Um, and take some of the remaining... Uh, sorry, scatter the carrots into a large roasting tin. Uh, put some of the remaining garlic in there, and the rosemary can be thrown in there as well. Uh, pour in the wine and the stock. And then place the browned lamb on top of the vegetables in the, in the roasting tin. You then roast that for about, depending on the size of the, uh, of the leg of lamb, so obviously uh, do a bit of calculation on your weight and, and how long it's going to cook. But for a, a, two, a two and a half kilo or a five pound leg of lamb, you're looking at about one hour, 40 minutes, one hour, 45 minutes in the oven. Halfway through, turn the lamb over so it's cooked on both sides and it's been in the stock. You know, it's, it's, it's got soaked up a bit of that, uh, those juices as well. When it's cooked, take the lamb out, leave it to rest in a warm place uh, for about 30 minutes because that's going to obviously uh, all the juices will come out of that then. Any, any blood that's there will come out. Um, while the lamb is resting, you can make the gravy. So what you do is you take all of that liquid you've got in your tin, sieve it through in, into a saucepan uh, to remove all the vegetables, herbs and all the bits of rosemary and stuff. Um, it, 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 you need to, it should be quite a rich uh, uh, gravy. It'll be slightly thick and it'll have the great uh, flavour of lamb. You reduce it on the hob if you if you feel as though you want to concentrate the flavour a bit more. Uh, you could, if you like a thicker gravy, you can add uh, corn flour, and I've forgotten the name of it that they use in the, in the US for that, but it's like you know, the, the thickening flour that you, you would use. Um, and you can add a little bit of that to thicken it up. Serve that with, uh, uh, with the gravy, some potatoes, some leeks, butternut squash, any vegetables you like. Mm. And that's what we'll be doing tomorrow. Sounds mm. yummy. It is. It's, nice. it's, it's, lamb at the moment is so expensive over here. Uh, it has been even through the, the springtime. It does tend to come down in price over spring because we use a lot of the Welsh lamb at, at, at that point. Fortunately, we, for some reason, we seem to import all of our lamb from New Zealand, which is literally halfway around the world. Right. Why we do that when our Welsh lamb is so <laughs> good and it's right on the doorstep, I will never understand. It's all to do with politics and paying money. We've got farmers over here that are struggling to you know, produce decent you know, amounts of lamb to sell to people because we're being flooded by New Zealand lamb. Nothing wrong with New Zealand lamb. It's just they should have their own. It's, it's just over the corner. Yeah. 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 So, um, so, yeah, so, so unfortunately it's expensive. So I only tend to do it at, um, around about Easter time um, or around spring. We, we, we will have a meal alone with it. Ooh, excuse me, or on a special occasion, which this is tomorrow. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. Mm. So now that we've made all of our listeners super hungry, <laughs> they yeah, can go and it. have a pizza. Yes, they can uh, finish it all off with a carrot cake. I don't know if you, mm. if you do. You have carrot cake over there, Sean? You, oh yeah, carrot cake. Yeah. But I, I like coffee cake. Better. Oh, coffee cake is amazing. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. I do like coffee, coffee cake. cake. Uh, th this uh, recipe comes from one of our. TV chefs, uh, but it's quite an old recipe of his. So I think he's changed it over the years, but this is still a good one, the best one for me. Um, for the cake, you'll need uh, about 175 grams of light brown sugar, three eggs, 150 ml of light olive oil, not extra virgin, uh, 200 grams of self-raising flour, 
uh, one teaspoon of ground allspice, one teaspoon of ground cinnamon, half a teaspoon of ground nutmeg, half a teaspoon of ground ginger, a teaspoon of bicarbonate of soda, 250 grams of carrots, peeled and grated, 75 grams of chopped walnuts, which you don't have to put in if you don't want to or if you have a nut allergy, uh, one lemon zest only, 110 grams of sultanas. And then for the frosting on the top or the icing on the top, you get 250 grams of mascarpone cheese, 250 ml of double cream or you know, the thick cream, and two tablespoons of icing, icing sugar. So this is what we do, somebody famous wants you to say. Preheat the oven to 190 degrees centigrade. Lightly grease a, now it says 26 centimeter square cake tin, which is about eight inches. Uh, using an electric whisk or a hand whisk, if you really feel brave, uh, whisk the sugar, the eggs, the olive oil uh, in a large bowl for three to four minutes until the mixture is smooth. Then uh, sieve the flour, spices and bicarbonate of soda into the bowl and then gently stir. So you can start to get a thick paste. Then fold the carrots and the walnuts, and lemon zest and sultanas into the mixture. So you're being very gentle and very delicate with the thing. You don't want to really you know, knock all the air out of it that you've been putting into it. So just fold it all nicely in and make sure everything's coated and covered. And you get a great bowl of cake mixture. You then spoon the mixture uh, into the cake tin and smooth the, the surface. Now, this will rise in the middle. So if you wanted to, you could, you could hollow out the middle bit push everything to the sides and hopefully you'll get a slightly flatter surface uh, but it doesn't matter if you don't uh, remove uh, sorry where are we? bake in the center of the oven for about 40 to 50 minutes now th that time is is approximate because what we tend to do we tend to have to cook it for longer than that uh, but it should be well risen and feel firm and springy to the touch. And if you insert a skewer into the center of the cake, it should come out clean. If it's moist or has bits on it, it's still undercooked in the, in, in the middle. Keep going with it. Uh, once it's done, remove from the oven, leave to cool for about five minutes in the tin, and then turn it out into a wire rack to cool completely. Um, in the meantime, for the icing or the frosting, uh, mix all the ingredients into one bowl, which is the uh, mascarpone cheese, the cream, and the icing sugar. Uh, beat together until light and fluffy. Um, actually, that amount of double cream and mascarpone cheese and icing sugar, I would actually put in maybe a little bit more icing sugar and reduce the cream slightly, and you get a slightly thicker paste. If it's too thin, it'll run off the cake when you put it on. It's very, very liquidy, so thicken it up slightly. Um, cover the... Uh, so, uh, yeah, beat it all together until it's light and fluffy, and then cover the bowl with cling film and put it in the fridge for one to two hours. Again, this thickens it up slightly, so it, it gives it time to set a bit more. Once the, the cake is completely cold, spread the icing over the top of the cake. Now, if you have a... If it is slightly domed in the middle, you can thicken up the outside bits and make it thinner on the top and get rid of it that way. Or you can chop the, a piece of the top off if you wanted to, to make it a flat surface. Um, then you... Uh, then you can... Cover it with the, with the frosting on the top. And then just before you serve it, put some walnuts on top of the cake. You have to sort of finish it off, make it look sort of pretty. Um, and that, it, it, the frosting itself is gorgeous. You, you, at the end of it, you lick, you will lick the, the, the cake mixture out of the bowl because it is gorgeous. And the, the frosting is, is amazing as well, really sweet and sort of a creamy uh, taste to it. Um, so yeah, that's my that's the recipe that I use for for carrot cake. I, I cook them now and again. I take them into work, and we have all 
have a piece and everybody there says it's the best carrot cake they've had although if you go to costco at all they do an amazing carrot cake there which uh, <laughs> i don't know if they do them in the us but certainly over here they have them with little icing carrots on them and you know frosted carrots and all bits and pieces on it and i have to admit that is really nice uh, mm. but this this one is is our recipe and we it's our go-to carrot cake recipe sounds fantastic although i haven't ever heard of that cheese uh, mascarpone. It's like a. It's it, it's very very soft. It's like Philadelphia, Philadelphia cheese. Do you have that over there? Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's like that. It's a, it's a uh, soft cheese that you would okay. spread on a, on a, maybe a crackers or or whatever. You could even put it on bread or, or whatever you would eat it with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's a spreadable uh, cheese, but it is um, uh, the only time I ever see it is in uh, the frosting for carrot cake. I've never seen anybody uh-huh. eat it as a cheese. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, just never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you get it, it when you hide a horse. <laughs> Mask a pony. Mask. Pony. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so, but if we're going out for a meal, well, that's that's uh, that's a different thing. Uh, for a starter, mm. the prawn cocktail, I have to say, uh, is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, I will go for a seafood starter of some description generally. Uh, if it's just a pub meal um, or a very good restaurant. If there's a chicken-based meal, half a roast chicken is always a thing that we can get over here, uh, or maybe just a you know a, a chicken leg. Not too fussy on the chicken breast; it's it's a bit dry for me. I prefer the darker meat. Uh, so that with some vegetables and potatoes and what have you, or or fries. The best thing ever was a 1970s uh, thing, which is slightly coming back, which is chicken in a basket, chicken and chips in a basket. And what it used to be is a wicker basket. Uh, which would be lined with napkins or paper you know, paper of some sort. Um, and then you'd have a deep fried uh, chicken leg or chicken, uh, generally chicken legs with uh, fries. Uh, and that'll be it. That would be your meal. Uh, then in the eighties, they decided that the basket is a little bit, you can't clean it properly. And it's hygiene, hygiene wise, it's not probably the best thing to use. So it tended to disappear and it, it petered out for a bit until somebody thought of the great idea of using wire baskets which can go into dishwashers, <laughs> and then they sort of brought it back, and it is coming. And it, generally, that's where the half a half a roast chicken would come along with, with fries and peas and, and what have you, uh, because it was easy to put that on a plate. Um, but that was always always my favourite. I always loved that deep fried chicken like that. Not 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 anything on the outside of it. Not a, not a crumbs on the outside. Just you know, deep fried chicken breast. For dessert, my all time favourite pudding, and I and I judge restaurants on their ability to make this correctly is a tiramisu it is Mm. a beautiful piece of work and the best places you can get it from are marks and spencer's food hall tesco do a good one but you go to a restaurant and it's dry as a brick it is maybe that's the way it's supposed to be but the uh, the tesco ones and the um the marks and spencer's ones they have a lot of liquid in the bottom of it so it's really like a soggy sponge with cream on top and and you know, the alcohol in there as well um it's that's my all time favorite so it's there you one. go i do like it mm. i want to my soon now oh. I, know. I know i've got to go down and prepare that lamb in a minute <laughs> so okay do you have any other favourite foods that you like to eat while you're out, or is there anything else you like to cook? Hmm, like to cook. Uh, I make a meat, uh, a mean meatloaf. Mm. Meat, meatloaf, I've only have, ever had once and found it a sort of underwhelming. Yeah, it's not it's not fancy or anything, but yeah. it's something I can make pretty well. Um, 
if I'm going to be ambitious, I'll spend a whole day making a nice chili. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going to a restaurant, I'm going to eat the, all the cheesecake I can find. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's cherry cheesecake or blueberry cheesecake or turtle cheesecake or it doesn't matter what it is. Cheesecake is che awesome. Uh, and sometimes it's just nice to go have a nice ice cream cone mm. on a hot day. Oh, yeah. That's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, Sean. The, the funny is that all the recipes that you make there are with ground beef or, or minced beef, as we call it over here. Um, same thing here. We do a chili. Uh, we, we rotate these on a weekly basis, on a three weekly basis. So one week we'll have chili. One week we'll do a cottage uh, cottage pie. Um, the following week we'll do a spaghetti bolognese, and t today was spaghetti bolognese. Uh, mm. So I would normally make it, but my wife made it today because she was uh, at home. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's again one of our staple foods that we we always have. Yeah, and, yeah. and ground beef is pretty much the only meat I know how to cook with, uh, unless I'm uh, making a chicken breast. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, that's pretty much it for our recipes. I think we're all going to go off now and get something to eat. Definitely. Yeah, Sean definitely because <laughs> he's just got to come home and he needs something to eat. <laughs> he does. <laughs> So uh, that's excellent. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, and uh, all of that food, all of those recipes, um, we, we will put onto our, uh, our Facebook page. And if you want it, by all means, email us. Um, and we didn't uh, once talk about pizzas. Hmm. Nope. Who knew? <laughs> okay, so our special is gone and the grease in the box is cold. And we hope you are full to the brim. So join us for more Slices of Life in the next special delivery of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. We've been your deliverers today. Please leave a tip at the door by subscribing for future deliveries. Rate and review our service, and we hope you come back for more helpings next time. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok by searching for the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. If you'd like to send us an MP3 file, you can email us on cosmicpizzapodcast at gmail.com and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.